Hey there, my name's Simeon, and I have the honor of helping to produce the Novo podcast you're about to listen to. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm excited for you to embark on the Called Beyond journey with us. Through this project, we get to share a wide range of inspiring stories, all with a common thread. In every story, we find evidence that God is inviting us to follow Him into a new normal. He's calling us to take steps of faith beyond the familiar territory of our everyday lives. Within Nova, we believe Jesus wants to partner with each of us to build His kingdom on earth. If you're eager to grow in the courage that's required to say yes to that calling, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to Called Beyond, a Novo Mission podcast. We love sharing stories about how we can hear God speaking to us, as well as what happens when we say yes to His calling in our lives. Through these stories, we celebrate together the movement of God around the world, beyond what we could ask or imagine. So it's my joy to welcome you guys to a new podcast from Novo called Called Beyond. I get to play host for this. Tim Shuck. And for this first episode, I actually get to introduce you to my friend and yours, Stephen Castillo. This is not our first rodeo. Many of you have probably listened to our podcast called Stories from the Tool Shed, another Novo podcast. And Stephen is going to get to help introduce me and unpack my story so that you guys can get to know just who it is that's hosting this podcast with you. Stephen, let me welcome you to the call. Hey, Tim. Long time, man. Oh, it's so good to hear your voice and so good to be with you, Stephen. Yeah, same, man. I'm thinking of all the people and the podcast from Stories from the Tool Shed and then now Call Beyond. We're going to get to meet new people and I'm excited that they get to hear your story too. Yeah, this is an exciting podcast. We look forward to all of the different journeys that we're going to get to hear and share with you guys. Stories from around the world of people that have said yes to God in big and little ways and getting a chance just, just to explore what that looks like uh, at a personal level as maybe you're wrestling with what God might be asking and calling you into next. Yeah, I was thinking about this, Tim, of just like, what is it, about five years ago you joined Novo? Is that right? Good night. Uh, well, let's just say I joined Novo through participating in uh, a class that they were putting on, and I began, began volunteering uh, soon after that. And uh, yeah, I've been on staff now for almost two years, um, but have been volunteering in part of the fold of Novo for probably the last six. I think it'd be good for just everyone to hear your story, because as we talk about Call Beyond, right, it's the little steps and it's the big steps. And I think for you, it was a mixture of both, right? Small and large steps that actually called you beyond to what you're doing today. And um, I think your story is so relatable to be honest. Like, I think anyone can connect to your story. So before we get into that, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking for our listeners, old and new, um, as we kind of tackle this about Call Beyond, this is what I'm thinking. When I think of your story, Tim, over these past five, six years, how would you define what your yes to God was? Like, what was your yes to God? What what did that yes look like for you to step into being called beyond? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great question. I've been thinking a lot about how I would answer that question. So thanks for leading off with a doozy. Um, you know, I would say my yes to God, it's a total graduated scale where you said it very well. There's, there's little ones and there's big ones. And there's little ones that 
actually turn into big ones as you look back and realize, oh gosh, that was actually a huge step of faith that didn't really seem like such a drastic shift when it actually happened. And I can think of a moment where this process started for me, and it wasn't God calling me to anything. It was God calling me, me. And for the first time, I got to know um, the God that really knew me versus the God that I could learn about through just reading the Bible or listening to sermons or, you know, just being a product of the church and, you know, having been to church almost my whole life. I'm one of those kids that doesn't know when they were saved because uh, you it was just when I was so little. Um, it was part of our family heritage. And so I just walked into that uh, knowing a lot about God. And there was a moment where all of a sudden, all of the knowing about started to become an actual relationship. I had all of that language. I had used that language my whole life. Um, I knew all the buzzwords. I could speak the buzzwords. I was, um, you know, leading Bible studies and doing so many things of which you do when you are, you know, a kind of a product of the church. And uh, when I got introduced to Novo through um, a program that they offer called the Spiritual Authority Cohorts, I kind of was an un I, I was unknowing. I didn't know what I had said yes to, but I started going to these meetings and started learning um, about a new dimension of my faith that was very unfamiliar to me. And that was just the whole, what we would call the power component um, or the work of the spirit in your life. That was something that was unfamiliar to me in the background and how I was raised. And, you know, I would say the, the class really captured my attention and it got me feeling free and open to participating in things that were outside of my paradigm. And so just the, the moment in which I felt the Lord really reach my heart where I was at was in, a, in an unfamiliar exercise where you're picturing uh, having a conversation with Jesus and you're just asking him, the question that I asked was, what is it that you love about me? In his response to that question, you know, I knew that I didn't manufacture the response in my own mind. I knew it wasn't what I would say about me. I knew it wasn't on my list of my favorite attributes about who Tim Shuck is. It had to be God. And that gave me a huge thing to wrestle with, which uh, we can unpack a little bit more. But what he said about me, not to leave you on a cliffhanger, was that I really care about others. And I really did. And I know that I always had. Um, but it wasn't. It, it wouldn't even have been on my list of things that I would think God would even notice about me. And yet those five words uh, started to really shape the trajectory for what's been the last six years of my life happened in five words. Amazing. I And I think you and I, we met through the cohorts too. And just how pivotal one night can be for all of us, when God speaks to us in our whole life, takes a, a different trajectory. Um, isn't it just the sovereignty of God, of how he uses those moments? Um, and he meets us right where we are, like not where we should be, but right where we are. And I, I'm just thinking as I'm listening to your story, 
um, how I have the same story. I think as other people are listening to this, how they have that same story of I was going about my life and then God met me. And um, I imagine other people, you know, telling their story in the same way. And I'm thinking of Peter as a fisherman. Jesus meets him there. Um, I think it's Nicodemus. Um, and maybe I'm getting this wrong, but I even before I saw you under the fig tree, right? He's calling him out. Like as he's going about his day, he sees him in that moment. And God's already there, even though he doesn't know that God's there. And um, just I'm just reflecting with you, Tim, of just probably how all of us have those stories of how God met us, even when we didn't know he was there. And, okay, so what you're doing now. So what what did your yes lead you to in what you're doing today? Like, what what did that look like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, to, to that end, I feel like the best stories all start with a simple phrase that's like, if you would have told me five years ago that I would be doing this, I would have told you you were crazy. Like, those are the stories that I want to listen to because it's it's like, because God is so big, he can completely alter things for you to the point where the things that you never thought were possible for you become possible for you because he qualifies you in the areas where you are not qualified at all. And so that's really what I'm walking in right now. Uh, I feel completely unqualified for what I get to do. And yet it's the Lord who has been building me and shaping my life and my story to allow me to be useful for such a time as this. Uh, with Novo and specifically with the spiritual authority cohorts, which I mean, guys, I don't know, it's poetic. I don't know what it is, but the the process in which that I went through where the Lord began to speak to me and I started to recognize his voice, um, that that program, the spiritual authority cohorts, is actually what I get to direct now, which is a little bit of like a pinch me kind of moment or like, I mean, you got the wrong guy. But what I, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. So what I have been doing and pursuing almost my whole life is craft and trade and skill. I've been a custom home builder. Um, I've owned a landscape design and construction company. And I have just been literally partnering with people who care about the spaces where they spend time and getting to craft and create that space in a way that it blows their expectations out of the water. So that's the space that I've been stewarding for the past 15 years of my life in developing spaces for people to call home. And, you know, pivoting that to working and partnering with Novo, really the way that the Lord has kind of shaped this in my mind, and I want to express this gently, but what he showed me is I'm really doing the exact same thing, only it's rather than curating um, a physical home, it's helping to curate a spiritual home in people's lives as the Lord reaches and touches their lives as well and calls them into next steps of obedience through the spiritual authority cohort. And it's such an honor to get to be a part of so many people's stories that are learning what God's voice sound like and learning what obedience looks like and how it is the greatest adventure that you could ever go on. And thankfully, the context of my relatability to people is just because that's literally the journey that I've been on. 
and seeing God do incredible things through the unlikeliest of person, uh, me, and watching him minister to people perfectly through an imperfect vessel and watching the lights come on in people as they see God impacting their lives through a complete stranger. Yeah, and I think over the years you're not you're not a stranger anymore to me, but a friend. And I I've seen you live this out. And you know, I'm curious. I'm curious how you would answer this, Tim. Of say someone's listening to this first time, and they're they have a nine to five job, right? They are they're doing their best to be an amazing mom, dad, coworker, fill in the blank, entrepreneur, and they hear these stories of what's happening in the nations, what's happening in the church and ministry. I, I do think there's a temptation for those individuals, which is the majority of us to hear that and go, man, that's their story. But me being called beyond, it doesn't feel equal. That feels more important. That feels bigger. Um, that feels more anointed by God or more blessed by God. Um, and I, I think sometimes we think those things, but we don't say it. Um, and so I, here's my question to you that I'm curious about. What would you say to those individuals listening to this that maybe put themselves in that position? What would you say to them about the importance of their role in the kingdom? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's kind of a complicated answer. So I hope I can be like fully transparent in the wrestle that I actually have with this still in my own life a bit as well. So, you know, I was the president of a home building company when all of this transition stuff happened. And so the majority of my stories and all of the things that I've seen God do have happened in and around the workplace, uh, between coffee meetings while, um, you know, a big part of my role as the home builder was um, was actually sales and meeting with people right where they're at and helping to earn work for the company. Um, you know, I, some of those were divine appointments as well as um, business appointments. And, you know, it, I just started to see God working everywhere that I was. And that started to become my prayer of my heart was, Lord, I know you're at work everywhere around me today. Would you increase my awareness so that I can partner with you if you're looking for help? Uh, and, and that prayer found fulfillment hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times in the in-between times throughout a day, you know, after meeting with one of our employees, um, at a customer's house, um, you know, just walking during a little break, you know, meeting someone in a park or wh whatever it was, I started to just live a normal everyday life of a working person looking for ways that God might be partnering around me and asking for, you know, a little bit of help. So my response to someone who thinks that it's it's out there it's for someone else, it's for the professionals or, or something like that, it's I, I was just kind of learning as I went and, you know, continued to be impressed and blown away by what God was able to do through someone as thick-headed as myself, right? I don't feel as though I have any special gifting, anointing, whatever. If anything, I, I love to relate to people. I am extroverted, so it's not really that hard for me to engage someone 
um, and you know the cold blank stares or you know the silence in or the silence of the pause. Like I'm a, I'm comfortable in that area, but like I am absolutely and utterly terrified every time God asks me to do something or I get that sort of feeling rising up in myself. Like you're on. And, and then, and the thing is, he he never tells you what's next before you make that first step. And so, uh, yeah, I don't, does that answer your question? It's like, there's nothing special about me. There's no special anointing. There's really just listening and kind of doing the best you can. And then walking into what God is already doing. And it becomes very clear when you're in it, that this was orchestrated ordained and God is getting all the glory. That's so good. Well, and it makes me think too, like we've all had these moments, like you're right at the edge and you know, you have to fall over, you know, there's more, right? There, there's an edge. I can see what's possible, but I'm, I'm at the edge. And maybe this is a question for you, Tim, cause I'm thinking about it in my own life. Like I know there's more for me. Like I know mm-hmm. there's more like, Mm-hmm. I've heard the stories. Um, I feel it in my heart that God is calling me um, beyond what I know right now. And so I know that personally, and I know all of us do, but what what's that thing in you, Tim, where you look over the edge and you know you can fall off with confidence that God's going to catch you? Like what what is that thing in you that gets you past the edge, past the fear, and you're able to jump off kind of in the goodness of God. Like what, what gives you that faith to kind of say yes? Yeah. I, I I love relating things to analogies. And so this just popped into my head as you were speaking. Um, So bear with me here. I've not used this before, but um, for the last year I've been teaching my kids uh, how to ski. Um, Well, you know, I actually, I started teaching them how to ski and then I realized somebody else probably should do this. So let's just say my kids are learning how to ski. Um, and uh, my wife and I uh, get the pleasure of, of paying for that to happen. Um, but the reality is if I took my kids to a double black diamond on the top of a mountain and said, good luck, they would not be able to make it down on their own. And so the whole idea of learning a new skill and teaching is getting them to a place where they become more and more comfortable doing hard things, and then they're much easier, comfortable, and safe in doing it. And I really feel like that's kind of the journey that God has had me on a little bit too. I look at some of my early yeses where I was absolutely terrified to open my mouth and try and engage spiritually with a complete stranger or someone that I've known for a long time and never engaged spiritually with, like sometimes that's an even bigger jump to get over. But, but because it's been so gentle in this process, I think at this point, all I have is greater confidence in jumping off and going down the double black diamond with God, because he has built me to a place where the yeses that have been sequential have all led it to a point where it's not as scary, but at times like there's still this welling up inside of me where like my physiology is like, ah, this is a risk. Um, And then you kind of go for it, trusting because the Lord has been faithful. I've gotten down the mountain safely every single time when I've partnered with God. 
So that's probably the best way that I could explain kind of that process. Um, and it's just being diligent with the yeses and in, in, in saying yes, and the Lord will continue to make those greater, which is scary. But the reality is there's a process in which you become skilled and proficient at the thing, but you're totally reliant on God. So Tim, I'm just thinking back at your story and thinking about just the power of yes and our yes and different things in life. And, you know, there's small yeses, there's large yeses, but just real practically, you know, could you give us an example maybe of small yes or a large yes that's kind of recently happened in your life? Yeah, that's good. Well, so right after that moment where I heard from the Lord for the first time, right, this is in the spiritual authority cohort, and there was a lab time where we're supposed to take what we've learned and listen on behalf of someone else. So, I I mean, this is really the first time um, that I had participated in this way. And I remember just hearing really one word uh, from the the person I was to pray for. And he just said, or two words, family and travel. And we were supposed to kind of listen on their behalf to see if we could create or craft some way of blessing um, the individual after listening for something from the Lord. And um, this was all new to me. I gave it my best shot. And what came into my mind and I created into a blessing was lumpy and awkward and my eyes were half open and I felt totally uncomfortable. And then the person that I was speaking this to looked at me and said, I don't know how you knew all of that stuff, but that's exactly what I needed to hear. And, you know, thank you so much. And I was floored inside because it like, I didn't know where that stuff came from either. You know, it just came to my mind and I just started speaking it out. And so this was a, a little bit, it started to build my confidence. Like, oh my gosh, is God speaking through my mind and it's coming out of my mouth and it's impacting someone else and giving them direction and comfort? Well, gosh, I mean, that that sounds like something that, that God would do, um, not me. And so I'd say fast forward, right? This That was a six-year-ago moment. So fast forward to just a couple days ago, we got to welcome an old friend to our little homestead here in North Idaho. Uh, it was this friend, uh, his father, who I had never met, uh, and his two boys that I hadn't seen in five or six years, probably, that are now like grown men. I don't know where the time went. I, I don't think I look that much older, um, but they look like little man man children. I did just turn 40. So I'm over the, over the cusp. Um, but yeah, you know, they're on our property and it became very clear to me, right? Like we're not like in a lab time, but like life is a lab time now for me. And so I'm looking at these men that are traveling on this journey together. Um, and I'm like, we got to like bless these people. So uh, my amazing wife, Leslie, and my three kids, we gathered around these four men on this journey, and we just listened to God on their behalf. And the Lord was really faithful to just deliver truth about each one of them to our minds, uh, even our kids, as we got to just speak truth over them. And it was a very emotional meeting, and we were all better for in, for inviting God to speak truth into the lives of our guests 
uh, at our home. And it was an amazing moment uh, with tear-filled eyes as these men went about their journey as they continued on after stopping at our house. Uh, and we got to really minister to them in a beautiful way. I love that, man. I think you, you're you even sharing two stories of your yes personally and then a yes to someone else, right? Mm. And I, I'm just hearing that in your story is that what, what God will do in your life, he'll use you to then be a conduit, a blessing to someone else's life. And yeah. I'm just impacted, man. Not only is that a story of a long time ago of you hearing God's voice and the start of this journey, but even just present day real stories that have happened in your life in the past week. So I'm really encouraged by that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, he um, creates something useful for other people through the lived experiences that we happen to have. And so I would say for anyone listening, don't discount or discredit maybe something that you've done or experienced in your own story that is precisely, and those are the precisely the things that God uses to engage and capture the attention of people that are walking alongside you today. Well, I think that kind of leads kind of to the last question that, you know, Paul does this, but I, I want you to look back, you know, what would you, mm. if you're looking back, what would you tell your former self, like based on where you are now, what you've experienced? Yeah, it's really interesting. It's like, it's the problem with living under different paradigms is it's, it's difficult to have someone else put your glasses on that you're seeing so clearly through right now. All you can really do is explain as best you can what you've come to know and share stories about the goodness of God and hope that the person listening desires to have similar stories happen for them too, or around them, and then encourage them to walk in these little steps. So for me, the thing that I've learned under this new idea is that, you know, the kingdom of God is a really fun place. It's the, it's the greatest adventure that I get to help guide people along the path for. And just like if I was guiding somebody up a mountaintop, you know, I would want them to, to show up to the trailhead prepared. I would want them to have put in a little bit, maybe a little bit of work to get their endurance up so that it's an easy hike for both of us, if I'm honest. Um, I would want them to bring a camera along, you know, bring a journal along on this drive because there's going to be some amazing things that you're going to see and you're going to want to remember um, to tell people about as you go. I am going to, you know, want them to make sure that they're hydrated and that they, ha they have all of the tools ready for them to be able to make it to the top um, and beyond. And so if I'm talking to my former self, I'm just letting them know that all of the work that they've put in learning about God, like all of that has been a critical thing for them to do because having a relationship with him is the most incredible thing because it gives all of that knowledge a really a place to land. You know, knowing what God does is different than knowing how God acts in response to situations that you're in with him, you know, and that's really my journey is I knew a lot about God, 
you know, being in church taught me a lot about him, but somehow I managed to go through 30 years without ever really knowing him intimately, personally, having a relationship where I can go on a walk and feel like Jesus is with me and we're doing something together. I did not have that feeling before. And so in order for all of the things I knew about God to land into this relationship zone where it's he and I going on an adventure together and getting to involve friends and help bring people along too, I mean, it's been the most fantastic shift in my thinking and in the way of living. It's, it's affected everything. How I am a husband to my wife, how am I parent, a parent to my kid, how am I a friend uh, to those I've been walking with a long time and how I can encourage them um, towards love and good deeds, you know, in, in all of these things that we're doing, it's uh, it's just a joy to be able to have fun in the kingdom of God and watch people um, start to play as well. Well, man, it's a joy to be able to ask you these questions, to hear them again. Um, to be encouraged as I always am just by your friendship, your leadership and who you are. And uh, man, I'm excited for this new series of Call Beyond for new and old listeners, um, for each of us to take steps of faith and trust God on this journey. And man, so encouraged, Tim. Thanks for sharing your story with us today. Oh, it's been such a joy. And I look forward to introducing you to a ton of friends over these next episodes where we get to explore their stories, their yeses, and what they've been called to as well. After hearing Tim's story, I'm encouraged by many things. I think one, just the simplicity of who he is as a follower of Jesus, as a, a dad, a husband, and now as a leader helping in the cohorts in Novo in many states and now countries around the world. Uh, a couple things just for me that stand out that I hope encouraged you also. I think it was one, just Tim reminding us that our small or large yes becomes something where we give away blessing to other people. That when God blesses us, it then turns into a blessing in other people's life. I'm also encouraged by, he, he used the phrase, cultivating home. You know, for Tim, it was being a custom home builder. But for each of us, we have a way of practicing hospitality or cultivating home for others. You know, that could be emotionally, that could be spiritually, that could be just being a good listener and inviting people around the table at our house. And so even think about that for your own life. What does cultivating home for you and your family look like? And lastly, I think Tim reminds us that we can know things about God and not know Him personally. And I'm encouraged after hearing his story that I want to know God personally. I don't want to just know about Him, but I want to know Him as a friend. I want to know Him as Lord. And I want to know Him in an intimate way in my relationship with Him. So I hope you were encouraged by these things. I want to encourage you as you take steps of faith, whether small or large, that God has an adventure for you. Take steps of faith with Him and know Him as the intimate God that calls us beyond. As we wrap up this episode, we want you to know that you too are called beyond. We believe there is more that God desires for your life than you could possibly ask or imagine. Are you longing for more? 
You don't have to have it all figured out to take the next step of faith. We bless you in Jesus' name to embrace the courage that's required to obediently follow God's calling. We pray and believe for transformation in the relationships and communities where you live, work, and play. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Called Beyond is a production of Novo Mission, Inc. To learn more about Novo's commitment to multiply movements of the gospel and mobilize the church for that mission, we invite you to check us out on our website at Novo.org or follow us at Novo Mission on Facebook or Instagram. The music in today's episode was written by the band Wild Earth and used with permission from the artist. Thank you again for giving our podcast a listen. We hope you'll join us for more Called Beyond.